Welcome to the More Sense Than Dollars podcast. We're your hosts, Nick and Harry. Hello, listeners. We're here to talk about food today. You ready for this one, Nick? I am. I'm always, you're always asking, I'm always ready, but I might be especially ready for this one. It's a little more exciting. uh, It's interesting. Something we deal with every day. A little more appetizing of a subject, maybe. Oh, that was uh, cheesy. Taxes. (laughs) Before we get into this episode's topic, let's talk about highs and lows financially over the last week or two. What do you got? Uh, My high, I think, is I finally got around to booking, scheduling, reserving a whole host of things um, for a weekend getaway. was nice spending sort of like a, a decent sum of money scheduling these things and not feeling any like guilt or remorse or second thoughts about any of it because that money has been set aside sitting there for a while. That's a good one. You know, I didn't really feel like I was not able to spend that money on something else because it's just been sitting there for so long um, for this purpose. So just another little budgeting win, I guess. My low is... And I guess it's appropriate for this episode, but spending a little too much money on delivery. Uh, I want to be better about spending more of that that wants portion of food money on eating out, sort of like paying for that dining out experience rather than paying overhead for having the food brought to me. And not not succeeding at that lately. Um yeah, I think with I've this had, one we'll be able to take some of our own advice here. Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah, I can no, I, th- I, I think I, you know, I, last weekend I think I had food delivered twice in one day, and yeah, just want to do less of that. So, what about you? I got high and low, both house related. High You're back, back to the house stuff. High is that I closed on the second house. So keys and congratulations. Hand. Yeah, that's exciting. Low though is that needs work renovations are expensive and so this is that time where I start to carve out more of the wants uh, in my budget and have to set aside wants towards goals basically and um, Mm. just cut back on things to be able to afford electricians plumbers uh, all kinds of things like that so yeah cutting money on food could help with that yeah yeah (laughs) so let's get into that restaurant budget could go towards a new kitchen. Exactly. Food and your finances. So we were doing research. We saw for a lot of people, food can be like 10% of your budget, of your of your income. So it's important. Obviously, something we're doing every day in one way or another. I think we want to break this out into a few different sections. You have eating at home, which is like grocery shopping, right? And then... Yeah, I I guess I would I would change eating at home to preparing your own food. Ah, yes, because eating out could we could also consider takeout or delivery. Yep. Yep. To be basically eating out. If we called it eating at home, I would definitely use that loophole to justify (laughs) uh, ordering. I'm still eating it in my living room. Yeah, yeah. So paid way more for it. So that bucket one is is food that you've prepared yourself bought the food at the grocery store and it's coming out of your 
needs budget. Well, yeah, it's in, it's important to think of these as as different parts of your budget too, right? Yep. Well, so what? So then, what's the second bucket? Wants. Yeah, and so yeah, so the, the eating out delivery that falls into there. Yep. You don't need to eat out, basically. <laughs> exactly. Like, you got to eat. The most economical way to do that is to buy the food yourself, cook it yourself. That's not to say you can't set aside money to do it, to eat out. It just should come out of your like entertainment money. Yeah. Than- yeah. And so we're talking about this overall, you know, we're talking about where the money you spend on food goes and how to cut back maybe on those if that's what you're trying to do. Um, but important to recognize that these are coming out of two different parts of your budget, um, your needs and your wants. And so the, the sacrifices or trade-offs you might make to accommodate either of those might be different. How do you think, or I guess, how do you split it up? Because one of those studies we saw said on average, you know, if 10% of your budget is going towards food, I think that study was like, Five percent was groceries, and five percent was um, eating out. Would you? What would you say your breakdown is like right now? Just going off of what I feel, I I think my eating out and delivery takeout budget or spending definitely dwarfs my grocery store Me cooking at home budget with with less food to actually get there. Right, like most of the meals I eat are stuff that I've prepared at home. Yeah. You know, whether that's a frozen pizza in the oven or if I cooked an actual meal, um, most of the meals I eat are from a grocery store. But I would say I probably spend twice as much a month on eating out and delivery as I do on that grocery store food. I'm probably in the same spot. It feels like, I don't know the exact number, but it feels like probably twice as much. Yeah, that, that would kind of be my back of the envelope math guess. But I guess that, that sort of is a nice lead-in to maybe the overarching message of all this and that the sort of the easiest or number one way for most people to cut the amount of money they spend on food is to eat out less, get less delivery, and buy more of your food from a grocery store and prepare it yourself. Yeah. And so you can go even further if you are a, like deciding i'm going to go grocery shopping more there are ways to limit even that so that you're doing something like meal prepping right by deciding what you want to eat that week and buying those things and making them you can make them all at once or at least i think at least planning out what you want to eat yeah is a good start (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I think a, a common or a running theme amongst these strategies or, or things you can implement to reduce your food costs, a common strategy is going to be uh, planning ahead yeah. or sort of making decisions for your future self because being hungry is one of those things that affects your judgment and willpower. And so you you can say like, oh, I'm not going to eat out or get delivery the rest of the week. But when Wednesday night rolls around and maybe you skip lunch for whatever reason, so you're starving Wednesday night, your willpower is low, you're hungry. It's a lot easier to say, ah, like I'll cheat this one time and deliver and get delivery. But if you had a plan that you set in stone ahead of time and, and you already knew Wednesday night, I'm going to eat this, 
it's a lot easier to stick with that decision when you've already made it. Yeah. Rather than also like need to make the decision and stick to it at the same time. Even grocery shopping. You know how many times I go grocery shopping without a list and when I'm hungry? Oh, and it's, I, it's a disaster. I buy two times the amount of things that I actually need and so much goes to waste. Yeah. I feel like I have like almost like blacked out sometimes and I get home and I, I like I eat something and then I look at the groceries I have sitting there. Yeah. So, I'm like, I don't even remember getting like, why did I get all this? I don't even remember picking this up. Even if you just go with a list, have an idea of what you want to buy. It's going to prevent so much from like going bad in your fridge. I'm so guilty of that. I'm like, yep. I'm at the grocery store. I see some cool stuff. I'm like, I, I have all these intentions of finding a ways to make these into recipes. And then a week later and it's like, oh, that lettuce is not good anymore. I have to throw it out. Yep. What about um, that? There's also like couponing, buying in bulk, like ways just to get the cost of any individual item down. Yeah. Can and help so, too. Yeah. Again, coupons can be a trade off. Um, I think a lot of the time, and, and this is something else that will come up throughout um, this discussion, but time, time is money also. So, in a lot of these evaluations and what's cheaper, take into account how much of your time this is going to take up. Uh, maybe you have more time than money and you can afford to do some of these lengthier or more time consuming options. Um, but maybe you really don't have much time and spending some of that valuable time you do have on couponing might actually yeah. cost more money than it saves. There's also the point about um, if you're buying something that's more prepared, it's going yes. to cost more, right? You're paying for their time yep. to chop it for you. Or yeah, so that's it for you. That strategy too. I know I've gone lazy sometimes and buy the, the the pre-chopped garlic, or you can get like a a bucket of chopped stir fry vegetables instead of picking them out and chopping them yourself, um, or like peeled and chopped fruit, things like that. Maybe like maybe you really like mangoes, but open it like actually carving a mango. I don't know how you, what you would say that, but. <laughs> eating a mango can be kind of hard you know I've, I've definitely um i think i've cut myself with a knife before trying to get one of them open or neatly cut um but again there's reasons for both but you can definitely save money by getting stuff unprepared i think the store you shop at matters a lot mm -hmm. like health food stores the, the whole food types yeah uh, because they're in usually have more organic types of foods uh most things like, cost more there yeah i think yep right or and then there's like the local health stores are kind yeah. of a step above the whole foods and i know like even uh, like new seasons is one in portland and i know there it's kind of kind of interesting actually they they do carry some non-health food sort of like like whole foods doesn't have anything you would find at a normal grocery store pretty much like right even the even the heinz ketchup at a whole foods is the organic yeah heinz it's but so this this local store does carry a lot of things that you would find at a normal grocery store say like like soda like coke coca-cola or, or monster energy still drink costs like those more brands though, it, than a but it, yeah but it costs Walmart. significantly more than it would somewhere right. else so same exact product but just because it's at this higher end store has a markup if you have the time you can shop at different stores for different products getting your produce at one place 
and getting your you know non-perishables yeah or meat at another yep if you know what stuff costs different at different stores definitely can go to multiple places again this kind of ties into that how much time do you have uh maybe maybe the money you would save by going to multiple stores for your grocery shopping isn't going to be worth it but it could be and i think another sort of addendum to that is keep your finger on the pulse of what these prices are at different stores and you know just because you've been shopping at like albertson's for the last 10 years doesn't mean they're still cheaper than the other option um these sort of like fluctuations in price can be different at different places and so like the the place that was always your go-to cheapest option five years ago might not be the cheapest option today that's true and your sense can get warped like if you start if you if you are shopping at health food stores you're like oh yeah shredded cheese is ten dollars a bag but no it doesn't have to be that you can yeah (laughs) you can get it cheaper other places yep I think so. So yeah, these are mo- these last this last portion is mostly advice on how to when you are doing your grocery shopping, get those prices a little cheaper. Um, I think we mentioned not shopping hungry, and then I think another strategy, and this this wasn't something I'd thought of before, but I saw it recommended as a strategy, and I could see it working, um, is like using a basket to shop instead of a cart. And just like you have to be more selective, like, and you're not yeah giving yourself a physical limit of how much you can carry, and so that like you you can only get the stuff that you need because you can't just be like impulse grabbing all the stuff and putting it in your basket because you're not going to be able to carry it all. What do you think is your biggest like grocery shopping mistake? <clears throat> Mine is definitely like overbuying raw ingredients and then them going bad in the fridge that's true that's true i had it yeah i would i would now that you say that that's probably mine too um i'm i'm really good at eating leftovers like i have no problem i'll eat the same thing for three meals a day for like a week straight and like not like that's just the food that's there i don't have a problem doing that but I do have an issue with buying stuff at a grocery store when I don't have a recipe in mind and that going bad. So mm-hmm. like being in the grocery store and like for some reason, like I, I I really like cilantro or like food of the cilantro and it's all like for some reason have the cilantro bunches catch my eye at the grid in the produce section and I'll like, oh, like, you know, I'm going to find something I can make with that and I'll grab it and then two weeks later don't have it i'm yeah. like what is that in the back of the fridge like and You're it, just it's throwing that money of... away when you throw i i feel it so guilty when i'm like i see i remember how much it cost and i'm yeah. like i'm throwing that amount of money in the garbage yep feels bad so. yeah and so i think that's a good transition into our, our next section which is knowing your own habits mm-hmm. you know, like identifying where in your food shopping habits are you actually losing the most money and so i think that was sort of an example there uh for you know wasting raw ingredients can be a big problem um if you're if, if you're doing leftovers that, yeah or not eating mm-hmm. leftovers and so there's a, there's a few things there one of them is like you can try and change your habits in the sense that if you're someone who doesn't like leftovers you could try and 
learn to be someone who does like leftovers <laughs> or don't make so much every time exactly yeah or or make smaller portions if if you know you're just never going to get over this hump of eating leftovers regularly then like maybe you need to just make smaller portions mm-hmm. um something I, i've seen people do at, at offices this is a little less relevant with the onset of so much remote work and covid but i know people that have swapped left like they bring in their leftovers and swap it with someone else for lunch that day. Um, so where they're not, it's like a they're eating lunch. someone else's <laughs> like, yeah, maybe your problem's not like eating the reheated food. You just don't like having the same thing for lunch two days in a row. And so that can, you know, if you have a little group that likes cooking and like swapping recipes or something like that, that can be an option. Um, I like your idea too, of when maybe you do have groceries I do this like there are groceries there. I just don't feel like cooking. And so then I'm like, well, for this one, I'll eat, I'll eat out. I'll get delivery Mm -hmm. or go pick something up. Having things that are like your backup that are require very little cooking. Yep. To eat. Yeah. And it's, you can, even in this backup range, you can cover a little bit of a range of, of prices too, where um, like frozen pizza, Mm-hmm. not not in. the most economical thing to buy like if, if you're really trying to penny pinch in your grocery Still shopping probably don't want to buy a, gr- a frozen pizza but exactly yeah it's a lot cheaper than getting Domino's delivered or whatever else and right it's super easy that that is something you can have in an emergency to say like okay at least I'm not getting takeout yep um, some other like personally some like staple recipes that I, I have in my stable and some of this goes back to college, um, just like that was what we ate because it was cheap and easy. Mm-hmm. But so maybe think back to what you you did if you were ever in that situation. But like rice and beans is always a staple go to. You can get a big, you can get like a five pound bag of rice and a five pound bag of beans that'll last you forever um, for very cheap. Box and that's pasta. pretty, yeah, pasta, pasta sauce, like Again, you can splurge a little bit, get nicer pasta, nicer pasta sauce. But if you're restaurant, yeah. But if you're really just trying to spend those least as possible to get some sustenance, get that that dollar. I mean the the store brand dollar fifty box of pasta, dollar fifty jar of of pasta uh, sauce, and then you got a meal for a few days there. Um, Tuna, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, like vegetarian chili is is very simple to make. That's like broth and a bunch of beans and some veggies that you let sit there for an hour or a few hours um basically just like any sort of a backup that isn't takeout or delivery now let's say we're doing some of these things we're getting better our grocery budget is going down and eating at home more we still want to live a little and be able to eat out once in a while maybe not mm-hmm. as frequently as we are now which I know I can cut back on, but if we are going to go to restaurants, what are some things we can do to not spend as much or spend as frequently? I'm going to start off with the most important thing, which is actually something not to do to save money, but don't skimp on your tip as a way to save money. No. Um, Particularly, this is, you know, most of our listeners are in the U.S. and the tipping is a pretty U.S.-centric phenomenon. But if you can't 
afford to tip on the meal, you can't afford the meal. Make sure you can just sort of an unfortunate reality. Every most restaurants have websites now with their menu. Like, see if you can afford that restaurant. (laughs) If you can't, then you should not be going there. And yeah, then so just scraping by and not tipping. Yep. So calculate the tip into whatever your budget is for the meal ahead of time. But well, what you just said, look at the menu ahead of time and see if the restaurant fits your budget. Mm-hmm. Trying and see what the, what that meal would cost. And so that, that's sort of a simple thing to do ahead of time just to see if you can or should go there or not. Um, you can skip parts of the meal and by that i mean like don't order expensive drinks um every like drinks have a super high markup at restaurants um especially alcoholic beverages but even soda is is marked up quite a bit like you're paying two bucks maybe three bucks for a glass of coke and you could get like two two liter bottles for that (laughs) at the grocery store um so you're, you're paying a lot for not much there um skip appetizers and dessert not not every restaurant experience has to be like a three course meal with like yeah all these drinks and stuff you can you can go and get one good entree and spend way less than if you were getting everybody's getting their own appetizer everybody's getting dessert after yep it just yeah. adds up like crazy what about this middle ground which is meal kits it's like you have these meal kit delivery services, you got, what, HelloFresh, Blue Apron, Home Chef. And if you really don't like the process of picking recipes and going to the grocery store, and that's what's making you order takeout all the time, then doing this can be, well, it is it is cheaper than going out to eat every day. Yeah, yeah I, I think there, there's a couple of great advantages they have. And, and one of them is it can be a nice transition from eating out regularly to like if you're if you're someone who like maybe you're eating out and getting delivery all the time because you've never cooked like you don't you don't feel confident in your ability to put together a meal you don't really know what you're doing and so it's either like maybe you do grocery shopping sometimes but it's only frozen foods that you get and so they walk you this, through it very yeah easily. they walk you through not yeah not only are they sending you the, the perfectly portioned ingredients they send you a like a instruction sheet for every mm-hmm. meal with like very specific instructions on how to prepare and and complete that meal and so if you do want to start making your own food but you're just unsure of how to even start putting one together like how do i cook this can be a good stepping point on on the way to that buying for yourself and cooking meals for yourself yeah. and just You're sort paying, of getting it's, the habit right of cooking it's it's um you get different things like different meals and like you are going to be paying slight because you're paying for that convenience of them sending to you and portioning it for you and all that it's slight it's going to be more than if you bought the groceries by themselves but it'll still be less than going out to eat so yeah and be i like be honest with yourself and your habits and your tendencies and don't let perfect be the enemy of progress sort of in this attempt to get food spending under control. So like maybe you just heard that and you said, Oh, like if I'm cooking for myself anyway, I want to get the groceries and save the most money possible. Like that's really what I should be doing and that's what I'm going to do. But if later in the week you're like, okay, maybe <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe you're out of you're out you ran out of groceries and you're like, ah, I really don't want to go grocery shopping. Yeah. Like, I'll just cheat this one time and get delivery. And it's like, well, maybe like it still would have been cheaper. It wouldn't not as cheap as getting your own, but getting a meal delivery service like this would have been cheaper than getting mm-hmm. that delivery. And so if you if you have a tendency to slip up and end up getting that delivery anyway, this can be a good way to save some money still and get in the practice habit of cooking for yourself. If you do any of these things we've mentioned, you don't need to do them all. If you do any of them, you're going to save money. So pick which ones are most doable for you, like which ones you'll stick to. Because like you just said, if if you're going to clamp down, you say, I'm not going to eat out at all. I'm only going to buy groceries. And then you wind up, all your groceries go to waste they go bad because you eat out you you know just wasted food. you wasted even more <laughs> like you spent you spent the money you would have spent yeah, on delivery so. anyway but you threw a bunch of money so in the trash a, because of the groceries you didn't yeah use. so just i don't know just be honest with yourself i guess it's like we just wanted to start a conversation like the our takeaway is think about it is this a problem for you at all it's something i always want to get better at yeah, it, nice. it, it adds up to be a big part of my budget. I would tie into that too is in this something that listeners may be waiting for or hoping to hear that you're not going to is like how much money or what portion of your budget is an appropriate amount to be going to these things. And I the answer there is that there isn't there isn't really a proper amount. And so I would say like if you as long as it fits into the your 50 30 20 budget which as a reminder if, if you haven't listened to the budgeting episode generally 50% of your take home should go towards your wants and 30% towards needs and 20% towards goals but if you want to put 0% of your needs towards groceries and have all of your eating be delivery or there eating are ways out to make that work out, and it fit, yeah. And if that fits within the thirty percent of your budget that goes towards wants, do it. You know, if that's something that's bringing you joy, there's no issue with that. the The issue is if all of that money you're spending on food eating out is forcing you to give up other wants. Right. You that wish you, you could want have more. Done something else. Um, like yeah, if your hobby, if you're a foodie, if that's your hobby, that's what you should be spending your wants on. Mm-hmm. You're into craft beer or whatever, wine and or something that's what the wants budget is for it's just for me a lot of times it takes away from other yeah wants. and that right and that's where i am too there at the end of a lot of months i'll look back and be like i i don't think i got that dollar amount of enjoyment out of my <laughs> right. eating out budget <laughs> yeah. and i it would have brought me more joy if i had put some of that money somewhere else yes exactly so and so i think figuring out what position you're in there um is is a big takeaway from this episode maybe you don't need to change anything but just something to look at and and be aware of and if you set a baseline now in the future you can look and see you know the the months i spend more than i usually do on eating out i actually notice i'm happier like i i'm having better you know i have better experiences i'm enjoying life more those months and so maybe you do want to spend a little more on eating out than you usually do um, or, or if you're spending more on eating out and delivery and you look back and you're like, I am actually like, I'm not getting extra value out of this. No. 
I'd rather spend that money somewhere else. Maybe that's your path forward. So that's our that's our closing argument is find out. Th- just think about it. Is this a concern for you? If it is, try some of the things we recommended here and let us know which ones work for you. And um, not all of them are going to work for everybody. Yeah, a process of elimination, see what works and don't be afraid to allow it to be a gradual process. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to make all these changes at once, flip a switch. Improvement can be, and I would almost argue works best as a slow burn. Um, gradually work these things into your habits as you figure them out. And good luck. That's it. Yeah. So we will put some resources about this in the episode notes and make sure you sign up for notifications on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google wherever you listen to us. Thanks so much for listening. That's all for us. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to the More Sense Than Dollars podcast. 